Jessica, this is the happiest day of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV and insured it with Progressive. Man, I love that thing. There are a million fish in the sea, which I'm reminded of every time I bring my RV to the lake, but I vow to love and cherish you just as much as I cherish campsites with full electric and water hookups. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Protect your beloved with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Yeah, it is. Okay, good. Ready, everybody? Yep. As per usual? Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wolves Fancast, David Evans here. And it's the last podcast of 2018. It's our kind of Christmas special. And I've got no Christmas things whatsoever this year. Uh, yeah, so let, let's call class it as the Christmas episode, shall we? You don't even get a present if you win the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm led to believe. Or do you? <laughs> oh. Okay, so this week's episode, we're going to talk about the game against Bournemouth. We're going to preview the game against Liverpool. Uh, and we're going to talk a bit of news. But firstly, sad news today that Bill Slater, former Wolves player, uh, died today, aged 91. Um, he was the last amateur player to lift, or the last amateur Wolves player. Well, I think he was the last amateur to lift the FA Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There weren't that many amateurs playing in 1960. They nearly all turned pro by then. But yeah, unfortunately he's died today and our thoughts are with his friends and family at this time. Let's talk about news, gentlemen. Ryan Bennett has got a new deal, two and a half year deal. Um, keeps him at the club until 2021. I want to talk about deals in general in a bit. But firstly, surely deserved for Mr Bennett. This is a man who, when he came in last summer on a free from Norwich, felt like it was a bit of a Lambert signing. We all probably thought he might have been a bit fifth choice centre-back at one point, but... He's now a, a regular and you can't almost see him not being in the team. I'm I'm really, really made up for him. Really, really am. Because if anyone else, feel free to put me wrong, but I don't think he's pulled a foot wrong this season, really, at all. In any of the games he's played, I don't think he's looked at, out of place no, at I mean, all. He's played but, better than in the Premier League than he did in the Championship. Yeah. <laughs> and with some of the games he's had against like Raheem Sterling, who've beaten him for speed, but Raheem Sterling beats everybody for speed. So the the very few errors that he's made, I think, are completely justified. Well, I mean, even he's been excellent. I mean, even that thing on on the speed. I mean, it, that that the tackle that's been looped on the internet over and over again against uh, William for Chelsea. How fast was he in getting? Up, getting back mm-hmm. to him for that as well from a position he was miles away when the when Hazard played the ball over, and he got back in by that tackle. But I just think I think it's been brilliant. I mean, no one, even people from within this fan cast, have said like, "Oh, no, drop him, and he's not going to be any good. Get rid of him and get Dendonker in." But I've never saw I've never saw any problem with Benny whatsoever since he's been playing. I don't think he's, I don't think he's had a bad game for us since mm-hmm. <laughs> since we've been in the, since we've been promoted. So. I'm so made up for him. He's got a he's got a new deal. It's above all else. I mean, we can talk about what it may or may not mean, but I just think it's a recognition of how well yeah. mm. that he's been playing. And like you said, Dave, on the free, yeah, <laughs> like we, we, we ridiculous. Paid nothing for him essentially. 
for a transfer fee. We've got him in. I, I would agree that probably no one would have expected that, especially with the signings that came yeah. after him. No one expected, you know, okay, probably a squad player, but he's really met, took his chance mm. when he when he got it, made his mark, and now you can't drop him. Yeah, I, I think most people wouldn't have expected to see him outside of maybe cup games. So maybe you might get ten games in. Two years because that's that how it started, wasn't it? He wasn't a starter originally. Yeah, he didn't start. No. He wasn't a starter. And he was wasn't right. Yeah, was Burton his first game? It was around then or Norwich, wasn't it? That he came in. Might have been Norwich. I remember it was it was a good sort of quarter, third of the way into the season. Because it would it, have been Bo- Bolly, Cody, and Miranda, wasn't yeah. it? That started off mm. the season, and Miranda got about fourteen games in before he got sussed out, and then after QPR, didn't he? Didn't he lose his place after QPR away? Undeservedly so, <laughs> <laughs> but then but then Bentley come in and it's not really looked back. I mean, I mean, in the summer we had that nonsense with trying to say on the right side of the back three, mm. and, and every man and his dog could see that was never going to work. And I just, I, just, I just thought, what are you doing? Because I can't again, I, I couldn't see the problem. I thought, why are you mess, why are you messing Bentley? Yeah, I couldn't may, see the problem. Maybe Nuno thought that Bennett couldn't make that step up to the, the Premier League or the, the level he wanted him to be, and obviously. He's been proven wrong, potentially. That's my thoughts on that. <laughs> I mean, potentially. I mean, I, I know he got dropped recently for the game against Cardiff. I know, uh, to be fair, Sace didn't really do a lot. He comes straight back in, so yeah. that uh, says it all. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really made up for him. I'm, I'm so glad that he's like, got a new deal. Did you see there was a quote that the club tweeted out after uh, he'd signed the deal? Uh, I like to tackle people. I hit people. That's the way for me. <laughs> Actually, I think that's great because he is just this sort of no-nonsense, no-frills defender who does the job. Mm. There's nothing fancy with him, but he's solid. Yeah. And and I think, you know, at, at this level, you need someone like that. He hasn't told the story of how he discovered his long throw, though. Did, like, did he just get up one morning? And that, no, that what, the there, there is a story to that. Isn't the story that him and Cody, after training, were having a bit of fun, and they decided, I think Cody did the interview, they just tried to throw long balls and had a competition against each other. And then I think I think kind of Cody said that like Bennett threw this long ball and they were, he was just like where has that come from? <laughs> and then Nuno must have been there in the back going hmm hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny with Bennett though because there's been um, Stu especially on this podcast many times at the start of the season and he got ridiculed about it a couple of weeks ago calling for Bennett for England and yes perhaps Ryan Bennett of the Starleys that probably wouldn't suit Gareth Southgate's style but in years gone by that kind of perf- continuous performance probably would have got that recognition in the squad. John, I'm looking at you, just because you haven't said much yet. You might have played for Sam Allardyce. He'd be a perfect <laughs> Sam Allardyce defender. He'll never play for England. And silence. He won't? No, yeah. Mm. Well, he might, well, he might not, not fancy, but I mean, there's, there's but... other people in the squad that get in, and you think, what, like Tarkovsky mm. from, yeah. from uh, I'm Burnley not, or I'm Dunk. not convinced about... Kyle Walker at right centre back. I've got to be honest. I think he's a bit of a liability there. I just think a lot of it is age. So, that's what and goes style in the Southgate, and he's just unfortunately both for both. Yeah, which mm. is disappointing, really. That that quote from Bennett sounds like if you said that was a UFC fighter. Absolutely. On, the, on his tombstone. It's, have you ever seen the um, Marshawn Lynch, the uh, American football player, and he talks about I like to hit a motherfucker and hit a motherfucker and. <laughs> And that was that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this. We need to edit that. No, that's fine now, John. That's okay. <laughs> we have explicit now on the podcast. Yeah. Can right, okay. <laughs> if if you can find that clip of the interview with Marshawn Lynch, it's brilliant. It's and that's all I thought of with it was that yeah, he's just this solid. That's what I want to hear Bennett say post game now. Yeah, absolutely.
He'll be the new Marshawn Lynch. Go beast mode. <laughs> we haven't um, actually introduced everyone, have we? Hmm? We haven't actually introduced everyone. <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody, <laughs> Unless everyone just knows the voices by everybody now. Everybody knows who's on the show now, don't they? We have about three listeners who every, nearly every few weeks say, where is Baron? Where is he? I mean, the, the fancast the, the, the <laughs> mailbag is inundated Honestly, with letters from people. Those three <laughs> listeners will be loving it. It's their yeah. early Christmas present this year okay. that John's on the show. Right. Uh, I want to talk about deals in general because, yes, you, you look at this and go, it's very much deserved. But are football contracts these days more so about collateral for football teams to make sure that if someone does buy that player, they make sure they always get a fee for him? And this is why you know you could argue with Neves why he's being given a five-year deal because we know the potential there and that he's going to go in the future. Is the same for Bennett that potentially if Wolves do maybe next season decide that he's not going to be part of the plans, they can at least be able to send him on for some kind of fee. Definitely. I mean, you can't have your fans ridiculing Norwich and taking the mickey out of them week in, week out, and then do the same thing yourself, can you? Mm. When <laughs> potentially he could have gone at the end of a contract and walked straight into somebody else's first team. Now, after playing so many games for Wolves, he'd, whether he'd have been in the Premier League or the Championship, I don't know, but he'd have been a top-half Championship side, wouldn't he? Mm. After this, and the people have been going, oh, fancy getting him off walls for nothing. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, he's not going to fetch millions, but even in another year or the end of next season, he's going to fetch a couple of million, yeah, isn't he? Exactly. So, Anybody else on deals at all? Oh, that makes sense, to be honest. You wouldn't want to lose him for free. It's the end of next season, it would have yeah, been. Yeah. So, yeah, it just covers your ass for a, another year. So, when was his current deal going to expire? 18 months' time. So, the end of next season. Okay, so, so I mean, it's only really added another year on, but what he's actually he's obviously had is a pay rise. Yeah, so I mean, if he would have carried on playing as well as he is at the minute, say then someone does come in for him at the end of the year, he would have what twelve months left. Yeah, they could have gone for a cut price fee, and what would everyone have been saying? Why didn't you extend his contract so mm. we could have got more money for him, or because we've let him go on the cheap, as you yeah. you know as you were saying, albeit on the free or free as we got him. So it's just it's just business sense as well. In the day, he he could very well be replaced by someone, some multi-million pound signing that we sign in the summer, whoever that may be. That could happen, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at least we've got, as you said, at least we've got an asset there with a bit more left in his contract. That if we do decide to sell yeah. on, we can get a bit more pennies for in the summer. And also, it's a player with some experience or growing experience at this level. So. He's always a decent option to fall back on if you do sign some world beater. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's just natural that if someone's in your first team, you make sure they've got a bit of time left on the contract. It's mm. just, it's, I think, it just makes mm. business sense. Mm. So I think, otherwise, you're exposing the team potentially, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. So I just think, for all many business playing reasons, it just makes just makes sense. And, and ultimately, you're keeping a player happy. You've rewarded a player for yeah. playing well. So yeah, given right. the, you're ultimately giving them that security regardless. Yes, so even true. if it winds down, you've given them that you know, two and a half years in mm-hmm. this example. Bennett making business sense. <laughs> Not a statement I would have thought I said last <laughs> season. Uh, I want to touch on another bit of news, and that's Pepe. The ultimate bastard, as I like to call him, <laughs> uh, who's leaving a bit... Oh, I can never say it. Someone else say it. Where he's, oh, what, Besiktas. Besiktas. It just doesn't... My mouth can't... Break it down. Can't, it just doesn't work. But he's leaving um, that club. Um, is Pepe coming home? His spiritual home. <laughs> that is Wolves. John's thinking, why are you thinking it's saying that? What, what, why is this his spiritual home? Because surely he's a Mendes client. He's Portuguese. 
and if people aren't annoyed by us already, then us signing the biggest shit house of all time would be great. Could you imagine him in the Premier League? Come on, John. And, and, and you've just been talking. You've just been talking about Ryan Ben, <laughs> <laughs> telling him how wonderful he is. Now you're telling him he's got to go because Pepe. Now we're dropping him for Pepe. <laughs> I'm not saying drop him. I'm just saying. What you've got to clean Pepe's boots. Just bring him in. <laughs> he's the he's the ultimate wizard of of shit he is. Have you ever been on like um, YouTube and watched like the worst top ten sendings off ever or something? Pepe's in about three of them three of the top ten good but there's there's one where he literally tortures this one guy where he stamps on him rakes his boots down his back then pinches his arms while he's trying to get him up and so he's he's ticked everything there in in, in the the shithouse manual he's ticked them all not for me oh (laughs) come on I don't I don't I don't think that's what we're looking for nowadays we've moved on from that do you not think look I'm in the fancy land that we we've got someone like Pepe in it would obviously be for a very short period of time but do you not think it would be in some ways a statement for the future to say that Wolves can attract this calibre of player we've already attracted Leander Dendonka <laughs> but he ain't playing well, well yeah well let's get him inside rather than worrying about somebody who's, he's not enough of a shit he's not for me I, 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 I'm actually in agreement I don't think if, if, if we're going to be serious for just one <laughs> <Yeah>. minute <laughs> For just one second, then it's 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 a no from me. Mm. Would be a statement signing, but at thirty-five, not really sure I'd bother. I will fly, fly the flag myself. Then fine, <laughs> Pepe's coming home. I'm telling you. Did um, uh, uh, Pepe and Sergio Ramos? I'm assuming they played in the same side, didn't they? Real Madrid. Yeah. God, how did, how did yeah. they ever finish any game with, te- <laughs> with less less than eleven men? <laughs> well, they were on the attack a lot. <laughs> He's coming home. You watch. He's coming home. <laughs> right, let's talk about the game at the uh, weekend. And Wolves won 2-0 against Bournemouth with goals by Jimenez and Cavs. It's the first time that Wolves had won three in a row in the top flight since 1980. And it's uh, we've also matched our point total from the last time we got relegated to 25 <laughs> points. And it's really weird. If you look at that table from when we got relegated, all the teams above us up to 10th are no longer in the Premier League. Some in League One as well. John, name those. Sorry, t- say that again. So when we finished bottom in the 2011-2012 season, right. all the teams above us, up to tenth, are no longer in the Premier League currently. Right. And some are in League One. Can you name those teams, John? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bolton, Blackburn. Yep. Leeds. No. I don't know. Leeds were out of the Premier League yeah, years ago. Leeds went oh, down with yeah, us. It would have been yeah, yeah. way back. Yeah. Norwich? Norwich or what? Norwich in there. Ipswich? Nope. No. Sunderland were definitely in there. Yeah. Mm. Fulham? Uh, no. Oh. Must have been, they must have been in the oh, top one of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Dave. The shit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, would they were 10th. Yeah. And they were the ones I can remember for the top of my head because I haven't written it down. Aston Villa? Aston Villa, QPR, mm. Wigan and Swansea, I think, mm. make up the rest. Mm. Look at that. It's quite a churn of clubs, really, isn't it? Yeah. I was talking about this at work um, yesterday with somebody, how really generationally now you see this kind of big churn in football teams. Isn't it? I was a kid, Leeds, Coventry, Wimbledon, Forest, always saw, you know, I always saw there's some, you know, middle order but big Premier League teams. Look at them now. And um, then I think you go through, you know, in years to come, 
a younger generation will say, well, how do you remember when Burnley and Bournemouth and Huddersfield were in the... And they will see those teams as how we saw Leeds and Forest back in the day. Football comes and goes with budgets and money now. Yeah. yeah. So if you've got some money, you move up a bit. As soon as the money goes, you you disappear quite quickly. And and at the the bottom end of the league, teams disappear rapidly. Like Chesterfield. Chesterfield could go out the National Mm -hmm. League this season. They're really struggling. It's not long ago. They're playing FA Cup semi-finals. (laughs) I mean, I know they weren't great, but I mean, to go end up where they are, you look down in National League North, you'll see ex-league teams in there. It's shocking, really. Stockport down there, aren't they? Yeah, oh yeah. Stockport, they're well down the ladder now. Um, I mean, it was another win, gentlemen. We got the Triple Crown, three in a row. Very nice to see. But again, it wasn't the greatest game. I would say. What does everybody else think? It was a win. We're up to seventh. Who cares? <laughs> Essentially, yes. We're, we're going back for Europe again. We're going to get in Europa League 2, whatever they're going to call it. <laughs> but it wasn't... I didn't think it was the greatest game. John? That was poor. Tears off. The first five or ten minutes was actually quite good. And I, I said, gosh, we're in for a good game today. But as soon as we scored, the game changed. And it just became a, a game management situation. Mm. They didn't look good enough in the final third. To do, to do very much really and the game just seemed to drag on and on and on as we were all freezing to death thinking <laughs> come on when, when's the final whistle we could do we going home we're all froze to death this isn't, this isn't entertaining and then the last few minutes the game got stretched and obviously we scored and then everybody thankfully could go home and get warm it was just a dreadful day at the office <laughs> apart from the resort wasn't it? I don't think the conditions helped I think that played into it a little I think wet conditions normally make for a good game. But it was windy. It, it was cold windy. It was windy. Sh- shit, wasn't it? It was yeah. horrible. I mean, one of Patricio's goal kickstarted coming back to him, didn't it, at one point? <laughs> yeah. Patricio <laughs> even yeah. had uh, Under Armour on. That's how, that's how bad the conditions were. He, he had the short sleeve plus Under Armour. Let go of his beliefs there, didn't he? I know. Always yeah. short shirt. I mean, I agree. As as Let's look at the game as a whole to start off with and, and as a spectacle no it wasn't a great game it was on match of the day last for a reason wasn't it the one, <laughs> yeah. when you have to look to the highlights there wasn't much you could ever think of you think they didn't show that didn't show. a lot of games you think they didn't show that mm-hmm. or and when you when you watch the 30 minute highlights on Sky you see a lot more but I'm thinking I didn't even bother watching the no. 30 minute one this week because there wasn't any there, there, was there, <laughs> <laughs> there was like 70 minutes of nothing really wasn't there it was yeah. It wasn't aggressive. I mean, I think from what I remember, I know was it Bournemouth had the first chance of the game. I think King was it Josh King. He had, yeah, he had the chance. Which, I thought Patricio saved that from where I was, but it was Cody. It's Cody. Yeah. Well, he well, played him on side. Yeah, and then fair play to him. He managed to make an amazing recovery tackle in the class of Ryan Bennett to try and like get back and, and block it. And then, and then we scored essentially because Charlie Daniels decided it'd be a good idea just to give us the ball. <laughs> yeah. Just went, I'm a bit cold and bored, so I'll give you the ball if you want. I think it was a shot. Just I think as, it was, yeah. Oh, I think Probably it was. was. It, it came the, off his yeah. heel, off the back of his He's field. so confident at the minute that he's, you've got to shoot in that position, yeah. but he's yeah. just completely... Well, let, let's talk about the goal it. because it, it, was, it, it off looked like a great assist. Yeah. 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 But it all was about Jotter again there. Got the ball, drove forward unlucky again because it seems like he's got a hamstring injury well, Wolves getting all these players back fit so quickly are they using ancient Chinese medicine did you see that no some bloke on Twitter he couldn't in the last two years since Fosun have come he, he, he's commented about Johnny coming back and yeah, he's not yeah, the yeah. first one that's come back in remarkably fit time he said I'm convinced that Wolves are using ancient Chinese medicine <laughs> I think it's witchcraft, to be honest. <laughs> I think we, we can go down the witchcraft route. Unlike Tony Daly, who's just using paracetamol. <laughs> <laughs> but they have got that new fridge, haven't they? The, 
Oh, the, the cryo yeah, thing. The yeah. Manchester City have got. Yeah. They've got that, so that's got to be a big help. I'd like to I like that terminology, by the way. What? The, the players so just take me to the big fridge. I, need, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I, feel, I feel a bit tight. Where's the, the big fridge? fridge? <laughs> I probably would like to try that out, but I think you'd like to put your finger in there. Like, okay, that's too yeah, much. Good. That is too much. Okay, so back on to, yeah, he's got the hamstring injury, which, okay, he might be back for Friday. We'll see. Um, but it was all about him for that, wasn't it? He just seems, especially after Newcastle and Chelsea, he just seems to have found that form that we were all When he's running at people get. again. Mm. Yeah. He, he lost the confidence and he wasn't actually running at people. And he's de- he, he frightens them when he runs at them. Um, but you could see from the Newcastle game, yeah. everyone was just backing off it the, the last few minutes. They were terrified of him. Yeah, well, he ran at Chelsea a bit as well, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. I think when he, for, that, for that goal, when they, when they ran at him, I think there's about three Bournemouth players that he was, that he was in and around him. But again, the no one's done. Wanted to put a tackle in. Yeah. Just kept going and going and going. Cross shot, whatever it may have, <laughs> whatever it may have been. But Jimenez, uh, he said himself in the Paris match interview, didn't he? He said he, he just gambled on being in that general area because it's going to go that way. And just if it was a cross, brilliant. If it was a shot, well, happy that it come off his heel yeah. and, just, <laughs> and managed to get his way across the goal. And, and Jimenez was there for a tapping. That's what a good tapping. striker should do as well. They yeah. should be there. How many times in the past have we had strikers who don't do that? Who yeah. don't gamble and get in there? But if it's a going back to the injury, if it's a hamstring, it implies it wasn't really that much to do with the in, the the incident, the tackle, does it? You want to go because to me, when that happened, it just looked like he just got shoved on the yeah. floor. Like in, in, in it was a, a fair tackle. together of it yeah. did, but I think his leg went a bit as he went to the floor. His leg kind of twisted a bit funny. Yeah. It looked like it would have been in an, uh, been an impact injury rather than a strain. But yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully he'll be back. Uh, talk about Jimenez, who oh, I think just had another great performance. He obviously got his goal. I know match of the day highlighted him. Saying that in the new kind of the, the little um, mix that Nuno's been doing with the tactics, he's he's more of on the right side of the three, which I hadn't really noticed until I saw that analysis. But I just think Jimenez, again, all these stories about trying to buy him for £30 million, but if he keeps playing like he is, he's going to justify the fees, isn't he, surely? Which He's playing on the right side of the three, but we weren't. We're not playing anybody up the top, were we? Because mm. Gib, Gibbs White is playing slightly withdrawn, so we're not playing a central attacker. We're we're playing two inside forwards, really, as you would in the old days yeah. call mm. it. And Gibbs White, so trying to pull them around a little bit. But it was something that was uh, focused on one of the games earlier on when they were saying he, he, he'd probably be better coming in from wide and mm. whatever. And they seem to have used him that way. He just I think we've talked about it so much on, on the podcast this season, but it's just his ability to hold the ball up and bring other people in. And he's, he's so focal to how they side attack, but also we talk about how we need an out-and-out striker, but you kind of think, well, we probably don't with, mm. what, with what him and his With brings. the way we play, I don't think an out-and-out striker would work. A phobie wouldn't really get on in this team. He's not going to play off the, the last defender because we'd need someone to be a little bit deep, a bit more withdrawn. It depends mm. how good the striker is. Yeah, I mean, I mean if there, you're there talking is about Benicophobia, you're talking about somebody who's not really up to this league. Yeah, but you, you couldn't tell me that Sergio Aguero couldn't play in the Wolf side. That, that's, I mean, you, the thing is, we probably nice. wouldn't get someone. <laughs> That'd be nice. But it, it depends how we good wouldn't get him at this stage. No, of course not. No, but the, the exceptional ones, yeah. granted. But mm. when you're looking at this level of those type of players, they want a bit of assurance, which you wouldn't get with us at the minute. We get a bit more assurance with us in seventh place. We're not going down, so you get. Oh yeah, you're we will do now. in the Premier League next but, year. He said it. Baron he said has it. spoken. He said it. <laughs> so they're going to be playing next season, aren't they? 
Yeah. So that's all. So January is a different transfer window to what it was in the summer. Yeah. We didn't have that. These last three now. results have made a big difference to the p potential for January. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that is why Pepe is coming home. <laughs> Match of the day, put the um, stats up on, on, I'm sure they did, uh, it was on Match of the day too, one of them anyway. Um, Jimenez has like got 47 or 50% input to air goals, so both his goals and assists yeah. equate to effectively half of, of, air, of air goals, essentially. Yeah. Five goals, five assists. Yeah, yeah, something around that yeah. mark. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, he's absolutely fantastic, I love him. I love him and mm. I think he's brilliant. I mean, and, he, and you can see he's playing with an injury as well. So he's taped up the last three games. As well. Yeah, so and he yeah. still he still leaves everything on the pitch. Yeah. You've never plays, seen anybody run the front line brilliantly. I mean, for, for that chance where Jota got injured, it was his through ball that pulled him through, and he was like mm. an outside the right foot, yeah. outward curve ball. It's just, I just think it's just fantastic. I mean, we talk about is he worth thirty million? I would just say, yeah. If he wants to come, we'll have him. If he wants to stay here, I mean, it's up to him if he wants to stay, yeah, ultimately, yeah. unless Mendes orders him to, <laughs> to you are going to play here. But um, I would have it. I, would, I mean, well, you can only judge him on what we've seen so far, mm. what we're in, 17 games in. and But based on what we've seen, and that's all you can judge him on, 30 million, yes, please. Mm. Where, where do we sell? What the, I mean, the, the deal could be, I, I would, I'd be surprised if we pay that much. Because you, you, you might end up finding it that it might include the loan fee for this season. That deal might. I think it's three million, isn't it? The loan deal. That's quite from, cheap. That seems quite heard. cheap for me. Mm. Well, three million. For I'm season. sure that's what uh, Tim Spears had reported. Right. was three mil. Yeah, one way. At his age, you might as well say, "Well, we'll just loan him again for another couple." I know. Of years. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. just keep paying the three million. Why pay? Th why yeah. pay thirty? We'll get him for that's six. That's so cheap. <laughs> Did you know that that was the first goal scored at Molyneux in the first half this season since Nevis's free kick on the first game? The more you know. The more you know. I, I, I was bowled over when I saw that. Not obviously bowled over, of course. I didn't fall back on my chair and go, oh my word. But it just shows you how we don't really score in the first half. We, well, we've had some slow starts. Yeah. I, mean, I, know, I know Arsenal have been talked about for slow starts, but we've had some really slow starts, mm. we have. Well, when that goal went in, for a while it seemed that Wolves were really on top. It just felt like, to me, we didn't have that kind of real killer punch right in the last third. It kind of felt like if we'd scored another we would have probably just killed the game off there and then. Uh, but second half, Bournemouth grew into it more, and it kind of felt like to me, I think Ben mentioned it in the group, that around 65 minutes we just decided to almost go to game management, defence and counter, which obviously worked. But I always, when I was watching it, thinking, Bournemouth, you know, this could go completely wrong in some ways. It was good that obviously Bournemouth didn't equalise, because I wondered what would have happened at that point. Mm -hmm. I think... It was a risk, obviously a risk that paid off. But do you think it was a risk too early? No, I think we were. I think at one 0 we were. I think he was playing to our strengths by letting them come on and trying to leave pace up front. Cause he never, he never took all the strikers off. He left three up front no, yeah. all the while. And he was bringing pace on all the time, which ultimately got the second goal came. But it came probably a bit later than everybody would have liked. They'd have liked to have killed it off a bit earlier. But I think that's the sort of goal he was looking for by playing the way he was. We were playing like an away team. See, at, at, you, can do, right there. you can do that at one nil up, can't you? Yeah, you know it's very difficult to do it at nil nil or one nil down because you're, you're not getting yourself back in. But end of feature. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to mention uh, Costa. Oh, don't. Uh, <laughs> we could we be go. in a long time. Uh, here, here we go. We go. Here, we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> so Costa came on at half time, and yes, he got he made a lovely assist for for Cavs goal. Um, but drew, of course, mixed uh, emotions on the social media crowd for his performance. I know Adam is a very, very pro Halder Costa man. 
and I'm interested to hear your <laughs> counter argument to this. I'm going to ask Adam just to move the mic a bit. There we go. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Adam has the floor. Your pro held a custom argument. Please. Are you ready to go first? Yes. Your pro argument, please. Well, all right. Well, I'll I'll balance it. I will balance my opinion. I mean, I've I've always loved um, Costa ever since like, the first season he came because like, he single-handedly kept us up that first year mm. coming. So and then he had the, he had the injury hit second year and and this year he was obviously Nuno how, obviously how did, how did he single-handedly keep us up? He didn't play towards the towards the last three months. Well, they, well, uh, 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 let's, the leader of the opposition. <laughs> let's not get into say. just now. <laughs> in my view, anyway, <laughs> without his goals, we wouldn't we would have been in really serious trouble. And then you will get your turn, John. Don't worry. You'll get your day in court. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for the for for this year, I mean, Nuno obviously clearly rates him because he's he's played he's played a lot of games despite his you know let the goals and assists coming mm. until the last two games. But. I mean, for for me, like he's he, he is an ultimate confidence player at the minute. And you can see that he is lacking in confidence at the moment because sometimes he does turn away when he meets his man, and I, I think he kind of knows that Wolves fans at the minute they're, they're kind of they're jumping on to all the little negative things that he does. He, well, he may do wrong, and especially the, the two chaps who sit in front of me hammer him constantly. As soon as he does anything wrong, it's, you, you waste the space, Costa. You get, it, just, it just goes on, come forever. In fact, I told the bloke in front is of it, me. It isn't John, is it? This <laughs> could very well be, disguise. <laughs> could very well be. But uh, I, I told the bloke in front of me on Saturday, because he come on at half-time, didn't he? And I just said, I'll give you until the 47th minute until you say something negative about Costa. 90 seconds in, he said something <laughs> straight away. And then for the rest of the game, he was turning around to me and letting me know of every negative thing that, that Costa did. But I mean, clearly, I mean, Nuno obviously sees something with him during the week in training, or sees his contribution because he, he trusts him a lot. He's, he normally always starts. If he doesn't start, he's the first sub that comes on. Normally, what I would say. And I, they all they all offer something different. Costa, Cav, Traore, Jota, and Costa's always been the one that likes to get the ball on on the right, and he'll he'll go direct. You know, cut inside, and then the pass will come or the shot will come, and. I just really think he just needs a little bit more confidence, and you'll 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 see him flourish. He's got he's got two assists in the last two games now. So before prior to Newcastle game, he didn't have anything to show. Mm. But great assist for Newcastle game, another great assist against uh, against Bournemouth. I can kind of understand where people are coming from when they're getting frustrated with him because we know what what a good player that he can be and has been mm. for us. But I just don't see I just don't see how we can bring the best out of him. By telling him that he's fucking useless no. every time, every time he does the slightest well, thing wrong. I can't understand that with any player. To be honest, I don't. I, I can't abide well, that. Exactly you won't hear, even if I don't think a player should be. You'll never hear me doing that. I'll just despair. Or you might see me with my head in my hands going. Oh. Yeah, well, no, I do. I, 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 even I, you know, I do that as well. <laughs> I do but you that. won't hear me slagging a player. Like off. That, that mm. chance he had at Bournemouth where he was clean. Well, not clean oh, through, yeah, but yeah, off yeah. to the right. Yeah. And if you watch it again, his second touch is very bad because it takes it back. To, it makes his angle worse, mm-hmm. and some said he could have passed to him and theirs. That's debatable. Mm, yeah, I don't. Think so, and you watch yeah. you, you watch him as a footballer. Ninety nine percent of the time, he's always trying to shift onto his left foot. So yeah. he, he's obviously feeling awkward trying to hit it with his right foot anyway. And he's, that, that second bad touch just took yeah. him onto his yeah. right. Yeah. And, and when he did sky, even though I like you just did <clears throat> head in hands, I was going, yeah. oh god. Also, one because he missed him too, because I know that 
the bed in front of me is going to turn around and go, see, see, yeah. and say, it's not just me, everyone else is booing. So, so, oh, so people, yeah, people, okay, people are starting to like get a bit frustrated with him. I can understand that, like I say, and I'll bring it to a close now. But <laughs> I, I, but I'm a real fan favourite of mine. So I, I think you should persevere with him. I think if we do, if he does start again um, on Friday, brilliant. I think we will see. We'll, we'll, I think we can see another improvement from him. But likewise, I can understand if he's on the bench and Jota plays because Jota. Has also man. shown, you know, he's back his best as well. It gives you much more defensively, though. Mm. Jota does. Right, yeah. I yeah. mean, what I will say, also, and what you might say as well, is that his attitude sometimes gives off the the perception that he's not trying. Mm. And that when we haven't got the ball, he, he tends to just jog about a bit. Yeah. But and he's very weak yeah. as well for me. He goes down very, mm. very easily, and he's looking for fouls, and there is though fouls yeah. there. Oh, you know, I wouldn't even give him myself as a wolf fan. He's going down like a bag of spuds. <laughs> I, for me, he just doesn't do it regularly enough. He's like, you know, you're lucky if you get two in ten out of him for me. Like Newcastle, okay, he got an assist, but he just disappeared. I think mean, well got his coat and gone home. He, after that, he didn't do anything. We were like, we were like times we we're playing with ten men. He just, I don't know. You just end up despairing. You just, he just disappears out of the game. It's, and you can't it do is that his in confidence. Not, we're not Manchester City. We can't play with ten men and a, and a luxury player. Like for me, we've got everybody's got to be contributing, and he doesn't contribute enough for me. Do you think if? As long he's as a good we, player. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's got a winner. Mm, yeah. We all know the skill he's got and what he can do, but he's got to do it more often. Do you think as long mm. as Wolves finish, um, have a good finish this season, let's say top ten, do you think he could be a player at the door next summer? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I would be surprised if he went in January. Oh, I don't know why I keep looking at him. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so there's got to be some movement at some stage. Yeah, and, people, yeah. and there's going to be tears. These players have got to move some Wolves fans because. Yeah. Every, any player that goes is going to be somebody's one of his favourite players, mm. whoever it is. So, there's got we'll, to, we'll for st- us to move on, there's got to be players move on. Was Stefan Meyerhofer someone's favourite player at one point? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll break my heart every time watching George Margreiter in the German league. <laughs> <laughs> you're, right, you're right, though. I mean, I mean, I, I, we are now ruthless. If we want to go where we want to go, we'll have to be ruthless. So we've already talked last week, didn't we, about Traore being loaned out because he's another one that. Seemingly can't be asked off the ball. Yeah, but so, but that would send out a bad message, wouldn't it? Would it? Lo- lo- loaning out somebody in the first season. It's after three, you know, a few months. Unless his attitude's poor, which we don't know. But, but we don't I mean, know what, he, we don't what he's like. Money you to are right. doing. It, it mm-hmm. looks from the outside, it does look bad. But at the same time, it looks like we're saying, pull your thumb out, or you're not staying. Mm. And they are going to be ruthless. We know they are. They mm. are going to ship out players who aren't putting in the performances or giving some sort of output. And really, what has Traoré done since been here? One goal against West Ham. Is that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been awful. We're going to talk a bit more about... Apart, apart, apart from... Against... <laughs> apart, <laughs> to be fair do, to him. Let me do the ad break, John. <laughs> ad break. <laughs> right, we're going to talk a bit more about Bournemouth. We've still got Liverpool coming up and Twitter Corner after this. Welcome back to the show. We're going to talk more about Bournemouth now. There we go. Is that all right, John? We've done the ad break. <laughs> We're going to talk a bit more about Bournemouth. I want to just talk about, go back on the defence, because in that second half, we were more defensive solid. I never really felt like, after maybe near the 80-minute mark, that Bournemouth were actually going to score, even when they brought on Wilson and Defoe. Looking at the stats, uh, finished on uh, 62% possession for Bournemouth, compared to our 38 
Uh, they had 13 shots, three on target, and we had 10 with four on target. What was that expected goals? Oh, no, don't. <laughs> it was, don't. About 62% possession is under one. Are you a, yeah. fan, of, are you, are you a fan of expected goals? Well, I think you've got to give it some credence. Oh, I wouldn't John. say. If the stats are there, Dave. Yeah. If I the thought, stats are there, I thought, use them. I wouldn't say that it's like, it's like, it's like the stats for anything, <laughs> any sport, horse race, everything. The stats there. And some are, to me, some are more important than others. Mm. It's there, so you've got to look at it. See, I thought we'd oh. have one ally in life with no. expected goals, John. No. I if you look it at was you. If you, look at the, it doesn't, if you have 26 shots and they all go over the roof of the stand, they're not much use to you, are they? But if they, <laughs> And they're all from 35 yards. But if you're having lots of shots from inside the 18-yard box and they're just missing the post, there's a chance next week you're going to be scoring goals. But do they but, go in? But, but if they all hit the roof <laughs> of the stand and they're they all from 30 in? yards, next week, I we don't know whether you're going to score. Oh, I just go back to that we had a better expected goals against Huddersfield and we lost 2-0. Yeah. But we lost 2-0. Because, because we were chasing the game. So therefore we got into more situations because we were chasing the game. It's a good way to analyse the game. Because if yeah. you look at the bare stats, it looks like we stole one against Bournemouth. But when you look at the expected goals, I think we had 1.95 and they had was it 0.6. Right. Something like that. Yeah. They had quite a poor returns. Champions League of the XG League. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we're in full spot. Get our passports ready. Ultimately, they don't it's matter. Like, it just helps you analyse the game, I find. It's like a lot of things. If 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 you're playing a certain team and you, maybe you're a big favourite to win to win the most corners in the game, mm. but if you then go and score in the first minute, you actually, Wolves are probably, you could lose the corners game and win 1-0. Of the way we play, so, are so we, are just we, the stats you have to bear them in mind to the game that you're playing. Are we saying about expected goals and that it's ultimately the moral victory? Because in, if I love anything in life, it's moral <laughs> I victories. I love moral victories. We could lose 3 0. If we got the moral victory, I'm going home happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether we'll ever get the day where you get half a point for the expected winning on the expected goals. <laughs> I'll sleep well at night. What a day that will be when <laughs> that comes. <laughs> Default victory. Um, Talk about the end, the goal at the end, Cavs' goal. Is he the best finisher at the club? You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to mention that actually earlier because there's never any doubt for mm. me when Cav goes through there mm. that he's going to miss. And I, I do he's think gonna miss? that he's going to score. <laughs> <laughs> that he wasn't going to miss. <laughs> Thank you, Baron. Um, yeah, I, I just I, he doesn't obviously he doesn't play as much nowadays as he? he's always mm. on the bench. But when he, when he used to play regularly, he was, he was always a brilliant finisher. Mm. Brilliant finisher, so there was never any doubt that that was going to go in the net for for, for me. Um, if you want any of our players to be in a one-on-one situation, it's Cav. Yeah, every time, definitely. See, I, I was surprised that what, him or Traore didn't come on before Costa. I was surprised Costa came on. Look, I said that they should have brought on Traore, and I'm not even a fan of his, but I thought no, he would like have done one, better. A, one nil up in yeah. the situations we're, we're talking about, where we're letting the team come on, yeah. like, like when he it played, like when sense, he came on against Arsenal. It was very perfect, dangerous yeah. when we won the lot. The fact that we were really deep going on the counter yeah. was the perfect scenario mm. for him. Put or him up top. And... Cav to put himself about, do defensive work, run run about a lot, which you know you'd probably do, back him in mm. favour of Costa, wouldn't you? But I mean, as it worked out, it all worked out fine in the end. Who cares? But... We're up to seventh, everyone. We're going to Europe. Book your tickets for Azerbaijan. I was there the last time. See, <laughs> book your tickets for Azerbaijan. See Karabag, here we come. <laughs> Um, any other notable good and bad performances from Wolves? Neves upped his game. Yeah. I think he'd been pretty poor the last month or so, but he put himself about a bit, you know, he, he got yeah. stuck in, which kudos to him. I think he played well. Do you think it was a bit harsh or whether it was obviously just down to tactics that Sace was dropped? 
But again, because he's had a few good games. I thought he? it was harsh. I'm, mm. I'm, again, I thought I, would, I thought that he might be a player that would move on. Obviously, there was you know, talk that he was going to move on last January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 but. He, with him being an international player and not playing, you'd expect yeah. he's probably sitting there thinking, "I need to be moving this this season." But then he comes back in the side, and he hasn't put a foot wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the game when he's played, yeah. I mean, he, he even played really well at Cardiff when we lost. Um, so he was unlucky. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyone else? Um, Gibbs White, future Nations League winner. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, he had an average game. Didn't yeah. He? yeah, it wasn't yeah, his, yeah. his best game, was it? No, really, but. I mean, for it's me, it's him, and this, him and this today yeah. for me. I mean, we've yeah. already spoke about him, but I think he was standout, standout mm. for me. Going back to Gibbs White, one thing I do really like about him, he's very positive, very energetic, and I think that seems to rub off on the others around mm. him. He's always looking at moving things forward, first yeah. and yeah. foremost. And when he makes a mistake, his head, doesn't, his head doesn't go, no. he's, he's straight up. He's like, it's almost, just forget that. Yeah. Straight on to the next game, you know, it's, it's gone. Mm. A lot of players, young players particularly, their heads are drop. Don't make any difference to him. He no. just seems to He's just going. straight back at yeah. it, isn't he? Yeah. Good. Very positive. Good, good. Champagne man of the match, gentlemen. Are you giving your bottle of champagne and your caviar to for Wolves versus Bournemouth? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stick to my guns, still say Jimenez. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I will second your vote for Jimenez there. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Man. Jimenez. Just to be different, I'll say Neves. <laughs> One day we'll get four yeses. <laughs> I thought, actually, to be fair, Martino played really well. Yeah, though. he did, yeah. 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 Gentlemen, it's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid, <laughs> as the song goes. Um, and Andy on the group last week suggested uh, we do this question, which is, what would your Christmas wish be for 2019 for Wolves? What would be your one wish? Is that Jeff Shee, shooting star in the sky, Mendes has got his binoculars out and he's looking at it and he's making his little wish. What would your Christmas wish for 2019 be? John, I know you've thought about this intently oh, gosh, yeah. for the last 24 hours. You've made a list, you've checked it twice, you found out which <laughs> comments or, uh, no, no, it didn't work, good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> what would your uh, one wish be for 2019 for Wolverhampton Wonders Football Club? Jeff Shee bangs the drum and says to Nuno, no messing about, this is the FA Cup, we're going to win it. Ah, no second teams, okay. first team, bang, let's have a crack. Because okay. we, we're not going down. Yeah. Let's have a crack or something. It's like I can hear people talking about Leicester tonight. Talking about Leicester making ch- wholesale changes. They're in the quarter final of the blooming Carabao Cup. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. I didn't realise it it's Borough Burton. In yeah, the no, they, could, they could play yeah. Borough. If they beat Manchester City, they could play Burton potentially in a semi final. They're, they're talking about changing the team. The game's gone. Mm. Game's gone, Jeff. Game's gone. Yeah, we don't need to give these <laughs> players a game. You know, it's, not, you know, it's not in their contracts that they've got to play. So one is FA Cup, go for it. Yeah, Andy, what's your Christmas wish? Mine was a little bit more down to earth. I think <laughs> they need to get Gibbs White tied down to a long-term contract because <clears throat> I think there'll be some big clubs sniffing around trying to get him in in January. And you know, every transfer window, I can see the likes of your Man Cities and that, especially because they're going to need English talent as well. So I'd love to see Gibbs White get given a you know five six year deal, isn't whatever he, the max is. I thought he, isn't he already on? I think he's. Because when he's four year one, not that I didn't think he's. I think, well, I think that he deserves to be on better pay than he is because obviously, yeah, a big pay rise from when he was 17 to where he is now might be a few grand. Whereas a player of his caliber in the Premier League, you can be doubling that. You don't want him to become a bit disillusioned at the Molyneux and say, I want to move now and and make some more money elsewhere. Be like Raheem Sterling did with Liverpool. 
at the moment he doesn't seem like that type of player but well I'd say he looks like he enjoys playing football to me and if yeah. he moves anywhere else he might not, he might be sitting that, that's always a worry back, mm. Mm. Adam you're going to wish upon a star it's a golden star <laughs> <laughs> and on that wish what are you wishing for um, can I wish for a, a wider concourse in the South Bank please <laughs> well, you're going to get that aren't you in the new stand yeah, but I want it in 2019 that's the wish that's the wish uh, can I wish for Andre Silva <laughs> <laughs> what a day to, that... replace, to replace Jimenez to play with Jimenez Jimenez plays wide right now remember oh, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> what a day that would be for Adam oh my god what Andre a day Silva. you've indicated finally I'll buy all the scarves and shirts <laughs> under the sun <laughs> so what have we got so far we've got FA Cup we've got Andre Silva we've got a long term deal for Morgan Gibbs White I am denied about this one. It was obviously Pepe coming home. Uh, Mark Hamill actually turning up at Molyneux would have been a nice one. My one is obviously a silly one, which is pre-season tour in America. So I just think that's a sign that you finally made it when you do a pre-season tour of America. What about when we did the pre-season tour of Australia? That was random, wasn't it? That's yeah. the we, never, un- we never made it then, did we? <laughs> that is like the most un-Mick McCarthy choice of pre-season tours. In my mind, when, 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 when the club said we sort your pre-season, he says, "Okay, where, where in Ireland do we go in then?" <laughs> no, no, we're not Mick. We're going to Australia. We're going, we're going to we're going to an island. Might not, <laughs> might not be able to do a pre-season tour. Might be in the qualifiers, the Europa League. Oh, oh, I like... oh I <laughs> possibility. I like John thinking. Yeah, possibility. Got... So it might, it might, oh, might could... be as of our hands. Is that what could be like the second qualifying round playing against? FC Lichtenstein Gibraltar Red Imps <laughs> that'd be good away don't Gibraltar yeah, that'd, that'd be, be amazing wouldn't it? when's that is it like it's random like, is it not June or something you have to start doing that July isn't mm. it? I remember going to watch Aberdeen play a year or so back in the first, it was in the middle of July mm. so you know, obviously they have to start training that much earlier as well so. I love it I have to like cash mine back three three games ago before the winning streak they were on mm. now and people were going oh the relegation fight's back on we were fighting we've, relegation yeah, we've got was, re- and now, you were in a situation where it could swing either way yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a very pivotal point that was it's brilliant after three wins and they're going right we're definitely going to be playing Red Imps <laughs> in June we're definitely <laughs> well, going to be playing the Red Imps no we're not definitely going to be playing but when you look at who's left in cup, the way cup competitions go these days there's always a big chance that the, the top four are going to be playing in the final so that's always going to knock an extra place on. Mm. So you could mm. you could end up finishing seventh and getting in the Europa League, couldn't you? So all I know is the my bet for top six for Wolves not looking so silly now, is it? <laughs> and all I'm saying not with Oli Gunnar <laughs> moving in as manager. Now. <laughs> and all I'm saying if we get into Europe, it's going to attract Pepe, isn't it? It's going to attract him. Uh, so what's your Christmas wish uh, at WDFC Fancast on Twitter, uh, Wolves Fancast on Facebook? Tell us, gentlemen. That feature lasted a bit longer than usual. So we come really think we need to time these features with a lot of features. Right, let's preview the game on Friday night, everybody. It is the game before Christmas, and it is Wolves versus Liverpool. We've got Gully's preview for me to read out in a second. John, I've got a question for you firstly. In recent sporting history, there was a famous uh, moment that was quite a, a shocking moment where there was one man who, for many, many years in the ring, didn't lose for... Decades, really, I would say, and then he did eventually lose, and people couldn't understand it. Will will this be the case with Wolves? Let's say the man is Liverpool. Will Wolves be the one in eighteen and one? Eighteen games played, Liverpool one defeat. 
Oh, I think it's probably it's obviously more unlikely than likely. Are Wolves going to do a Brock Lesnar? That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> are they going to be or the one in eighteen and one? I think a lot of that depend on Liverpool's attitude. I think because mm-hmm. um, you, you know Wolves are going to be well fired up. They were for the Chelsea. They are for these big games, and a lot depends on how Liverpool turn up. Um, I'd, I'd You're really probably, selling this job. No, well, <laughs> the, odds are, the odds are against us, aren't they? But they were, the odds were against us, probably in, not so much against Chelsea, because but Liverpool are a much better side than Chelsea, aren't they? And they've got a lot more to go in hand. There's only two people, can, two clubs can possibly win the league. Um, you mentioned odds, five to one at the minute, Wolves. And I think it's because it's, we yeah. do so well against the teams that you probably don't expect us to do well. And don't forget, when we were in the league before, we won at the bigger odds than that against mm-hmm. yeah. you know your Chelsea's and Manchester United's with worse teams than what we've got now. Um, so it's it, it, of course it's possible, you know, five to one. It's not you know it's not as if it's impossible, is it? Mm-hmm. Five to one, but it's unlikely, isn't it? So. Um, I'm just looking at uh, Gully's preview he sent, he sent to us obviously won the last five Watford, Everton, Burnley, Bournemouth and obviously Man United at the weekend uh, Gully says uh, a freakishly good defensive only con- conceded seven goals so far this season uh, but he does say they're not as fluid and perhaps exciting as last season but they're far more ruthless but, uh, key thing Gully mentions is that they could make changes due to the festive period and the high octane game they played because you know it was only really would have been five days ago would it have been from, from Sunday evening mm-hmm. they played so you probably wouldn't be surprised if they make changes. Do they play Boxing Day? You tell me. I thought the presenter had done that. <laughs> well, if it's not Wolves, I'm not doing research. <laughs> um, obviously, with Liverpool, they've really solved the goalkeeper issue uh, from last season. Oh, Newcastle at home. <laughs> They'd prioritise our game over Newcastle, I'd imagine. Yeah, Origi yeah. yeah. can play against Newcastle, can't he? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they are in the the, the the next round of the Champions League. Just got through with that Allison save right at the end. Um, Liverpool going to be. Obviously, we're just kind of predicting here, but compared to Man City, do we think Liverpool are going to be the best side we have played this season? Come Friday. From what I've seen of Liverpool, they've been a bit more perfunctory than creative in their play. That you know the. They don't really have a creative outlet in their team so much. Outside of the front three, it's very much them and players who will hold, who will try and stop the opposition. Mm. So I think they'll be quite a difficult team to that, break down. That's very similar to us. Yeah, yeah, very true. You wouldn't say, you know, Neves and Matino, they don't, you wouldn't say they're massively creative no. in the last third of the pitch, are they? So, so. It, it will be a battle of the midfield and defences, I'd imagine, mm. to be honest. I think it'll be, they'll be tough to break down. Mm purely because they've got such strong numbers in those positions. And that's a big reason why they haven't conceded many, is that opposition haven't had that many te- opportunities to test Alisson. The key thing with Liverpool as well, which Gully mentions on his preview, squad depth. They've got a really good squad mm-hmm. depth now. I mean, someone, look at someone like Shaqiri. When he joined, I thought, you know, just a squad player. But he's, he always seems to make an impact when he comes off the bench. And you could easily start him in games now with that rotation. And... Something I noticed at the game of the weekend, because of the tweaks we've made, the bench, our bench does look stronger now compared to the start of the season. Remember, you looked at the bench at the start of the season and thought, I don't really want to make any changes at half-time or in the second half. But it's not like Liverpool could swap a player and you'd be like, oh, OK, they might be weak there. They do seem we to have a better all-round. 
apart from Bonatini, who didn't make the bench this week, and there's no other players, is there? So we're operating around a bench plus one player, aren't we? Really? Mm. I think there's no, there's nobody else. Is there, what you class as being a player to come on the pitch for Wolves? Well, uh, for Bournemouth, we had Costa, yeah, Costa the, I mean, Cav, the, Traore all on the yeah, bench. The, yeah, the bench plus Bonatini wasn't on the bench. That's what I'm mm. saying. So you got the bench plus Bonatini, and that's the end of our squad, then, isn't it? Really, as an attacking force, yeah. Well, there's any there's any force, and there's no other players, is there? Sace, maybe, but that's yeah, it. But he's that's, on the bench. That's, that's it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the bench, yeah. Yeah, because Bonatini wasn't on the bench, that's what I'm saying. So you got the the whole of the squad on Saturday, plus Bonatini. There's no other players for Mm, Yeah, Yeah, we've effectively got 19 man squad. Yeah, because you have to look, you're into Ryan Jai. They're not not even in Mm. the equation, are they? Mm. But that's what I'm And then if you started to think about the Europa League, if if ever you got to there, this is the test whether Nuno and his team could actually operate with another six player. Mm. Because you'd need that. And I don't know whether I think they do brilliantly managing a squad like they've got, and they they improve the players mm. because they can spend the time with those players. But if you start adding another six or seven players, it's it's very difficult. And Liverpool do do well at it. I think for Liverpool as well, that's the one thing. The one thing that they were missing this year was a bit of defensive yeah. solidity. And fair play to them, they've gone out and they've addressed that, mm. and they've spent a lot of money on it. But that's what you need to do, yeah. obviously. Um, and that's why they're not probably as swashbuckling as. Last season, when they were like, their games normally involved four or five goals. All season has gone by, even under Rodgers when they nearly won the league. That's right, they win games 3-2, 4-3, yeah. etc, etc. And now they've got uh, one of the best defenders in Europe. They've gone out and they've spent money on you know one of the best keepers in mm. Europe. And they're now very, very, very dangerous and serious challenges for the league. And I, think, I do think it's going to be a very, very hard game. But, I mean, I'll back us against anyone and I will... I will back us to beat them, um, purely because you know we're 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 a threat at home. We're good on the counter attack, so if if Salah, Firmino, Mane, they're all coming at us. If we can nick the ball off them, then we can break, and then mm. it's our turn. And we and we're one of the best teams in the league for breaking mm. on players with the, with the players that we've got, and especially with the players we can throw on. You know, if it's not working, we can throw on Traore, we can throw on uh, Cavalero. So. I, I, I do. I, it's going to be a great game. Put it mm. I, I think it's a really good on, attacking on paper, game. On paper, not, for the neutral, yeah. this could be a, a proper firecracker mm. for Friday night. A fire rubber. Thought, yeah. <laughs> they do tend to leave their front three to do their work a little bit in isolation, though, Liverpool. Rather than, say, City will, will send. In it, by the time they get forward, they'll have five or six players around the box. Mm. And I'm finding Liverpool doing that quite so much. You'll they find tend, the space will be between yeah. their attack and midfield. Yeah. Well, that's when we were saying yeah. earlier, wasn't it? Where, like, you. you one Aldams, Fabinho's, they'll they'll stay they'll so stay back. Opportunities to break aren't going to be as easy against Liverpool as they are against. It's going to be built, I think, rather than yeah. fast. I don't think we'll dart much against them. It'll be building it up and going that way. I think mm. purely just because of how they play more so than how we do. Mm. Um, It'll be a real test, though, yeah. to, to try and get the tactics right against. Definitely. One of the best teams in, in Europe, let alone the country. Talking about the game of the weekend, Klopp said about Wolves, uh, the way they try to stay in the league is really special. They do it in a football way. Kind of backhanded compliment there, do you think? <laughs> it, it seems a little bit patting, patting <laughs> little wolves on their heads. <laughs> it is, yeah. I, it might be lost in translation. Yeah, and also that, that clip that's come out on Twitter has come at near the end of a, a bigger phrase. Okay. But yeah, just let's all, let's all take it out of isolation, yeah. shall we? I'm not. I, I'm not sure. I see the problem in what he's saying there. If I'm honest, I mean, what is is he not? He's not saying they're doing it the football way, as in they're not trying to do 
a Cardiff and just play percentages, or like a Stoke and play percentages, hump it up to a long man he's just, and, he's, and kill games dead for boredom. He's doing, but he's doing exactly what Mourinho did in his post-match on Saturday, or Sunday rather, where he's basically just dismissing everybody outside the top six. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he's staying in the league, but you, I mean, you're, oh, 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 you're seventh, oh yeah, you're in the other league, you're in, you're in the 14, not the six. But Mourinho after the game, didn't he? He's one point above Wolves. And the, the reporter's saying to him, he says, um, do, do you think you can turn this round and can you fix it? And he says, if you mean fix it, can I win the league? He said, no. He said, we can be in the top four. I think we'll be in the top four. And he says, and obviously we're going to be in the top six. All the, all the big clubs in the six are going to be in the ticks. I'm thinking, are you? You know, you're not mm. going to... But they, they are so dismissive of everybody else, that six. Like, you know, it's very very disrespectful to the likes of Everton, really. Yeah, They've, they've spent a lot of money in the summer... Could this be the season that Liverpool win the league? I hope not. I really (laughs) hope not. I don't know where it is. I'd really dislike Liverpool and I'd be gutted if they won the league. But on a footballing-wise, Andy, (laughs) could it be the year they win the league? My heart will always overrule my head and say no on this one. (laughs) What is it you dislike about them? I don't know. I think it's because... (laughs) Probably the fans for a start, isn't it? I think when I was at school, some of my mates were Liverpool fans and they were banging on about how great Liverpool were. I'm like, yeah, but you're shit now. You haven't won anything for ever. As long as I've been in football, they've always been, you know, one of the other teams. They've never been Man United. You see, they were when I was young. Man United were rubbish. Now you can say that about Man United now, can't you? Yeah. Mm. So for me, it was just that there were so many people banging on, oh, we were great in the 80s. Yeah, but it's the 90s, it's the noughties now. That's my issue. I was happy to see Liverpool in the 70s emerge because I hated Leeds. Mm. Everybody hated Leeds. Leeds were horrible. Um, yeah, but so you could yeah. all, the fact that Liverpool come and took over that, that was quite pleasant really I think that's <laughs> why I don't really have too much of an issue with Man United because right. they played decent stuff when I was getting yeah. into football so I don't really have an issue with them No, I don't mind if Liverpool win mm. the league I've, I've, I'm all yeah. I'm all for it I'm the same as well I've, yeah. thought, I've always had a slight soft spot for Liverpool for I like Klopp I've not, I don't have any real aversion against Liverpool at all so yeah, what, 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 we don't want to see Man City win it every year mm. so let's because no. there is a danger, isn't there, if Man City won it this year, that it could start a Man United-style dominance right, yeah. for years to come. Because there are times you watch Man City and you think, you're not even out of second gear here, are you? And you, you, you know, against Everton, they didn't really seem to be at full throttle, and they won yeah. basically easily. Yeah. I remember a lot of times back in like the the, the noughties, where United won it. I don't know, was it three or four years straight or something? It's just the other title wrapped up by March or April. Mm. And you think, well, this is this is. This is just dumb. <laughs> At what yeah. point in the year are Man United going to win it again? So I don't want to see Man City just steamroll the way past every team five 0 and ease the way to the, to the league. I want to see another team challenge them all the all the way for the title. And if it's Liverpool, it's Liverpool. So be it. Let's talk about the the team then on Saturday. Depending on obviously what happens with Jota, let's say Jota's not in uh, the side. Do you have this team that started Bar Costa coming in, or maybe do you throw Sace in there? With Matinho, maybe drop Neves, dare I say, just to have a bit more solidity with Gibbs White playing that number ten bombing on. What do we think? How would you how would you deal with this game? Yeah, play it similarly to Chelsea, I would have thought. Mm. So we'll have a similar formation, which was not far off the formation we had this Saturday mm. either, to be fair. But mm. I'd one? possibly bring in Sice because I think he might just bring a bit more solidity into central midfield. Well, I don't know. Probably you Neves, for... Matinho, and Sice, though, would you? No, I was thinking probably for um, Matinho because I think right. when Matinho came on, especially against when he came on against Newcastle, he was outstanding. When 
He changed the game. He it, did. Yeah. He, he comes on. And he's just got that bit of extra hmm. something, hasn't it? I think that would be good. So I'd keep it. I'd probably put Sice in for Matinho, and I'd probably put start Costa for Jota hmm. if Jota doesn't make it. That'd be the two changes I'd make. Adam, any changes? Nicky? Oh, well, obviously, you know that I would start Costa. Obviously, <laughs> that's saying. But um, I don't think. I, I think what you will see, you will see Neves and Matinho in the middle. Mm. I don't think. You, you can't have not brought Matinho to the club to then not play against yeah. the the best teams in the league. Mm. So that's probably one of the reasons why we bought him. I know we had debates earlier on of, of is it working between Neves and Matinho. But I mean, there may be an issue with Matinho thinking we're going to have four games in 12 because he'll never play all four mm. games. I mean, he, he struggled with the midweek, I thought. He, he is. He can only play, play every week. You'll probably see him drop for Boxing Day then. Yeah, for, possibly. For I mean, away. You'll probably see Saez come back but, in then. But there's no doubt for me, Nuno will have some thoughts about where he's going to manage Nuno, uh, Matinho through, what, four games in 11 days? Of course, know, I mean, so. he did that already against like say, yeah. Newcastle, he dropped yeah. him. So I, I, I think he will he will play Matinho because he thinks like, he's bought but, him for the quality that he, he still he'd, has. he'd want to play him at Wembley against Tottenham. Yes, yeah, so then he'd be out for Fulham. In for Tottenham. Anything for you, John? Would you like to see changes wise? No, I, I mean, as much as I mean, I mean, I'd probably start. I'd probably start with Costa to be mm. fair. If, if Jota isn't playing, otherwise I'd probably leave it the same. He's converted. Well, only because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly start with Traore at home in a game. No, like that. I just, he'd just, he'd, he'd just be watching. He might he'd be getting autographs or something. <laughs> and then, and Cav's such a good player to be able to bring on yeah. later on. So yeah, I think that's mm. why Costa would uh, start it. Just before we do predictions, John, I'm intrigued. What are your thoughts on the light show? Because there will be a, a banging light show for pre-game. <laughs> <laughs> are you there raving it on, or are you there just sipping your brothel going, yeah, it's nice? Do you have your glow sticks? I thought the them? last one was better. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think the first one worked that well. Um, and it, it, it might be the illusion when you watch them on television. I thought when Celtic did it, again, it's on TV, so it's not mm. the same, but you'd expect it not to be as good on television. But even watching on TV, I thought theirs looked a lot better. I don't know whether their stadium lends itself to it. Maybe we've got too many spaces in the mm. corners. I don't know. But the, the last one was okay. Oh, I'm okay with it. The times are changing. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Mm. I'm glad. Right, let's, let's <laughs> do... We, we can email the club and say, yeah. Baron approves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Let's well, mildly approves. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind any changes. Let's do predictions then for Friday night. What is your gut telling you of Tuesday recording? Wolves versus Liverpool. Will Wolves get a very nice Christmas present or will it just be an old pair of socks that you just go, oh yeah, thanks for that. John. Wolves versus Liverpool, what have you got telling you score prediction? I think we'll lose 2 1. 2 1 defeat, Andy. See, I think we'll both, both teams will score. Mm-hmm. I'll say 1 1, don't want to be too negative. <laughs> 1 all, Sit Adam. On the, the king on positivity club. I think the, re- the, the realist in me will say 1 1, but I, I, I'm just. Un- unnecessarily positive so I, I think we'll, I, I think we can win 2-1 generally generally do think we can win 2-1 wouldn't it be lovely if Cody scored the winner as well as a penalty yeah <laughs> great I'm, I'm minutes. Last runs last up to the game the last time we beat Liverpool at home oh that's going back now possibly Probably not last... in my lifetime no <laughs> that's one for the quiz yeah hang on is it, is it in the quiz <laughs> is it in the quiz um, I think it'd be not, I think it was I 1982 I think Matthew scored one nil. I don't think it's in the quiz. Is no. that the one when there was like eighty thousand people at the Molyneux? No. <laughs> that one. No, I hadn't that even one. thought of no, that, that actually. That was, the, the big crowd was when Liverpool won the league. When we lost three one in seven seventy six. 
That was well. Is that when there was an unbelievable amount of people there? That is that day. when they beat Leeds to the title? See that one. No QPR. Okay. QPR. I was going to say Cody did play for Wolves when we played Liverpool in the cup, didn't we? Didn't yeah. We? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So no stat there. There we go. Anyway, let's do the quiz, Baron. We do a quiz versus quiz against the opposition teams, okay. all based on the opposition uh, games against the opposition okay. team. All right. Oh god, it'd be some like ridiculous team lineups and all that sort of stuff. Oh, you should be quite yes. good against this because these questions these are quizzes. ridiculous. You need like proper knowledge, and we. Oh, but I've got better knowledge in the uh, 1970s. If there's any other. <laughs> well, the question, the yeah. questions along the lines of when Wolves played Liverpool in 1970, and we won 2-1. Who was Liverpool's goalkeeper's window cleaner at the time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Cyril Sidlow. <laughs> right, here's the quiz versus Liverpool. Uh, first question: uh, Liverpool versus Wolves, uh, January the 14th, 1984. Another famous one-nil win Steve for Mardenborough. I haven't finished yet. Yeah. And he scored the goal. <laughs> Well, Headed so at the cop end. It was Stop another, the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> it was another famous one nil win for relegated zoned Wolves. But who was the manager? Who was the manager of Wolves in 1984 of January the 14th? Andy's face has got a face of I know this, but I'm not going to tell anybody. Mm, I know yes, this. That, that's the look. <laughs> <laughs> who was the manager of Wolves of uh, January 14th, 1984? Silence means everyone is thinking intently. Poker face, and um, you're thinking. Andy Simpson now. I'm, so I'm, oh. I'm gonna have to go first. I'm, I'm, I'll just say uh, Sammy Chung. Sammy Chung. You know that's what I was gonna say. Graham, that's the only Graham one I Hawkins. can think. Sammy Chung. Yeah. Sammy Chung. Graham, Graham Hawkins. Hawkins. Baron straight in there, isn't he? Graham Hawkins. Oh, we should let Baron take first. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. December 2010. Wolves won at Anfield thanks to a Stephen Ward winner. But who did he go on loan to before joining Burnley after being put in the infamous bomber squad? So before we went to Burnley, who did Stephen Ward go on loan to? Brighton. Brighton's one answer. It was Brighton. Brighton's two answers. I think it was Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> it was Brighton. <laughs> uh, uh, next question. The last time we played Liverpool at home was in January 2012, losing 3-0. Name the two players in the starting lineup who were not from the UK or the Republic of Ireland. In our starting lineup. In our starting lineup. Name the two players in 2012... Um, who were not in, not from the UK or Republic of Ireland? Frimpong. Frimpong, you're having as one person. I think he was sub though, actually. There's, there's some kind of Brexit joke in this one. I'm going to leave it. So, so a, a, a tenuous topic right now. I'm just going to say Milias and Zubar. Milias and Zubar. Yeah, that's a good call. Zubar and Castillo. Zubar and Castillo. What are you going to for, John? You said you said you can sit with Frimpong. I'll go Milias and Frimpong. Then. Milias and Frimpong. Oh, John was the closest. Frimpong was one, but the greatest midfielder of all time, Eggy Jonsson, oh, was the other one. Oh, God. So John still leads the quiz by one. According to Wikipedia, former Liverpool and Wolves midfield wizard Darren Potter has won a UEFA Champions League, but what shirt number did he wear for Wolves? <laughs> so according to Wikipedia, Darren Potter has apparently won uh, the Champions League, but what shirt number did he wear for Wolves? I'm going to go straight in there with number 20. <laughs> number 20. <laughs> that was Anyone straight in, in a roundabout way. Four, 14. 14. 14. 14. Did you say 14? Mm-hmm. It was 14. Look at that. Baron still leads, but Andy's picked one back. I, I nearly got um, posture on the back of my shirt and then oh, watched it a few more times. Thought, Actually, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just awful. Uh, former Liverpool and future Wolves Hall of Famer Connor Cody scored his first goal for the club in a 2-1 win over Crawley in the first round 
of the EFL Cup in 2016. Who else scored for Wolves that day? So who scored the other goal for Wolves in their 2-1 win against Crawley in the EFL Cup Bright. in 2016? Bright is one. Who else? I thought it was Bright. You going for Bright? I don't want to because Baron already has, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was his first goal for us. Bright is another one. Is Adam going to go for Bright? Is home? Yeah. Or is he going for a different one to try and... Yeah, he, didn't he jump in the south bank? After yeah, he got bank after, yeah, Bright, wasn't it? No, it was Joe Mason. No. Oh, crikey. <laughs> no, that was, that Which match am I thinking of then? Were you thinking of the wrong one? Because mm. remember there was one where he played up front with Lafond. Yeah. Uh, former Liverpool and Wolves midfielder Pauline scored more for which team? Liverpool or Wolves? Pauline scored more goals for Liverpool or Wolves? I'll say Wolves. Wolves is one. I think he scored more for Wolves. Wolves? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go Liverpool then. Oh, it was Liverpool. God's sake, Baron. John is steamrolling this. Richard Steeman scored in what second of the first minute <laughs> to put Wolves 1 0 up the last time we beat Liverpool? 52. 57. 52, 57. 54. 53. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a debut. laughs> Um, I think this was supposed to be the tiebreak question, but John, you've won the quiz anyway, so congratulations. We'll have the question anyway. Uh, as per a Daily Post article on the 11th of May this year, in regards to the richest people in North Wales in 2018, what was the net worth of former Wolves owner Steve Morgan? Good Lord. What was the net worth of former Wolves owner Steve Morgan? £840 million. £840 million. Six fifty. Six fifty. Million that is. Million. <laughs> <laughs> I got one point three billion. One point three billion. <laughs> You've got some maths to the net. Yeah. How many zeros are what there? What do you say? One point three billion. I'm not trying to give it away there. <laughs> I think Adam was the closest because it was nine hundred and forty two oh, million. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Out of the top ten list, where did he come? Is this to win the quiz? <laughs> no. <laughs> in the list of people living in North Wales? Yeah. In the top ten list, where did he come? Seventh. Me, you know, those affluent folk in North yeah. Wales. Anyone else? Seventh? Seventh? No. He's going to be, he's probably going to be about fourth, fifth. I'd say. Sixth. Oh, missed out there. Right, we're going to do the last part of the podcast, everybody. It is Twitter Corner where people send us your questions and we will answer them. It's the last one of the calendar year of 2018. And the questions are as follows. Uh, from Ash Dolan, do you see Friday night as a free hit after three wins and pressure off mostly for the rest of December bar Fulham? Is Friday night a free hit in your mind, gentlemen? It's cliche, isn't it? Free hit. You get these sort of, when you get sort and of we games. got to pass the stages of that, really. If, you, if you're not... If you're not at the bottom, it's not a free hit anymore, is it? That effectively means, if you're playing, that that effectively means that we're just giving over a game, isn't it? Saying it's free hit. We don't, yeah. Are we playing for no, sixth? If, are we playing for sixth place and seventh that's place? It. That we're now? in it to get something out of it, I think. Yeah. So no free hit. So no free hit. Oh, I like a free hit. We don't believe free hit to this table. <laughs> um, David Hop saying, "What teams would you like us to draw in Europe next season?" <laughs> <laughs> Told you, FC Carabag <laughs> and the Imps, of course. If, we, if, if we've got to qualify, then the Imps. We'll play the Imps first. Yeah. Uh, Will Ashworth, what do you think the team did for their Christmas do? He's thinking a festive-themed escape room. John, what do you think the Wolves did for their um, Christmas do? I presume that was Saturday, was it? 
It was after the game because I think some of them went on the train, didn't they? Yeah, they went, they went yeah. to London or Birmingham, but because uh, Dan didn't Dan had a photo with Matini on the train, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, did. Ah, uh, Dan, what do you think they did, John, in London? Night out, coffees and Costa, took in a show. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have a block booking it for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe they went for a nice Miller and Carter steak, bowling at Bentley Bridge, and then. <laughs> Into Pot World. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, a nice low key. Maybe they just had a night on the train, went to London, and came back first class, just took over a carriage. Might have done. And had dancing mm. girls up and down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, crispy Chris, gold shorts, yes or no? Yeah. And normally I don't like it, but I thought I, that looked really I'm, smart. I'm not a fan of the gold shorts or or gold. I think we've always looked good in all gold. I'm not sure. Mm. It was a bit, it was a, we started it in the mid '60s, you know. It was good. Yeah, like the last few, when, <laughs> when we've done it in previous seasons. It was good in my day. <laughs> that was just before my day. <laughs> yeah, previous seasons wasn't a fan, but I thought against Newcastle that really smart. I think as an occasional treat, yes. Occasional but, treat, but normally <laughs> treat. But, but black shorts, norm in as as business as usual, yes. Uh, Dan Hatfield, uh, I followed the Bournemouth game from 38,000 feet en route to Dubai. What's the highest you've ever been for a match? And I'm sure he means in Manchester terms of... City away. What, where where were you there, John? Nearly in the, the back. Blades. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> As in an, an altitude sense, not on the hallucinogenic. Yeah, mm. that, that's where I think he's going for, yeah. It probably would be Man City, because I think I must have been a couple of rows in front of you. I think I was last but one or I two. I thought Newcastle was high until I went to Manchester City. It's a uh, that. I was getting up there. Yeah, I think it was the same for but coming back on holiday from Future Ventura for Wolves Gillingham first home game. What game when you're up there though? Technology. He's he's showing a picture of. I think it was like um, there, is it? I've looked like BBC, BBC Sport <laughs> highlights. Yeah, but I know some players now do have podcasts on there, don't they? Okay, if the so. football ramble is for me to believe. Yeah, but it's not live, is it? No, it's all recorded, yeah. Yes, yeah, so can you follow the game? Oh, look, he, look, I'm just going off what he's saying. <laughs> I'm just the game the already mess- finished and he's played a recording. I'm just the messenger. Right. Don't blame me. Well, we, we, that's what I want to know. I want him to come back to us and tell us, actually, how was he listening to it at that The Baron has spoken, Dan. You must reply with an answer. I'll text you it. When okay, he says. thank you. <laughs> uh, Adam, it's a question for you. What, um, Chris Barrett, why is Pricey late? Chime was late? Hmm. Interesting emojis he's used. Did you use the beer emoji? He did. Yeah, but the train was still delayed. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't. We left in good yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> At least blame was... blame the the poor poor train service at Birmingham New Street Station. How dare they? At least it was the beer emoji and not the eggplant emoji. The what emoji? Eggplant. Aubergine. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what recorded done, everybody. Very quickly before finish, I'm sure we're over time. Give me you one highlight of the year of twenty eighteen, this calendar year. Wolves, is it Cardiff away? Is it Sace nearly dead on the floor against Bindlesborough? There's two highlights. So <laughs> oh, many highlights, yeah, that you? yeah. Nuno full time Cardiff was great, yeah. but I think the what full time no, was it full time or when Bennett scored against Bristol City? no, 2017. Of course, it was. It was 29th of December. That's great. <laughs> um, winning the league, Nuno running up to the South Bank with the uh, the trophy. Brilliant. Adam. And ignoring the North Bank. Oh. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, one highlight. 
Well, I'm going to just put the the, the the lifting of the trophy to the side because that's an obvious one. But I just think, I just think Cardiff. Yeah. Just the whole, the whole just, last five minutes and how that it whole five minutes. I've, I think I've watched that more times. Than I care to remember, like on the YouTube <laughs> channel and what have you. Listen to like, the Sky commentary back and then the the, the Mikey Burrows commentary back. Just because I think I remember saying at the time, like, how often do you see do you see that in the game? Like mm. the, not only just the two missed penalties, but also what it meant. Yeah, and then all the afters with Warnock and his shenanigans. I just think that for me, that's just that that five six minutes is just up there with some of the it best. Was, it was really the moment that really confirmed the promotion. It was like really. The, it's yeah. quite weird though. The two games like the Middlesbrough and Cardiff, people are remembering them and focusing on them in games where we're really under the cosh mm. for for the, the second half. Much of the you know the, mm. the, certainly the last third of the game and it's the second half of the Middlesbrough game. It's all Middlesbrough. We're having players sent off. They're missing. Pay. It's all about them attacking, and we're remembering that. That's quite it unusual. wasn't indicative of our season either. No, it wasn't. Really, was no. it? Yeah. But it's quite unusual in mm. a season that you win a, a championship. You're focusing on yeah. a period in a game where you're actually not playing that well. I think it's that backs against the wall mentality. Yeah. Mm. That us against the world. Yeah. I think that's what it is. John, one highlight of the year. I think just gen- generally winning the league, I think, myself. I, 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 I find it a bit hard to say, oh, yeah, I loved it that time in Cardiff for missing penalties down the other end and whatever. Because you, <laughs> actually, to be honest, you were biting your nails and thinking, oh, my God. You know, it wasn't exactly football you were enjoying at the time. Yeah. Um, but enjoyed the season. So. Cody's penalty against Bolton. That's my yeah. answer. Yeah. That was class. That yeah. was good. Yeah. That yeah. was good. Um, I think that's it, gentlemen. What's your highlight of the year? Uh, Realising that Monu was going to finally be on FIFA. <laughs> it looks so, stunning as well, yeah, though, doesn't it? It was yeah. very good. We yeah. said bye-bye to Ivy Lane. Yeah, bye Ivy Lane. That's Hello, Molyneux. John's just like, whatever, what? lads. Whatever. I've never, I've never been down Ivy Lane. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like a place I should be going. Is, is, that, is that euphemism? <laughs> Oh, and that is it, gentlemen. That's where we're going to leave this week's podcast and for the podcast, last podcast of 2018. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Pixel Yeti Media. I haven't done the advert, gentlemen. Or have I left it purposely to write at the end? Inform John. John, let's let's do mm-hmm. the advert with John. John, can you do the advert with me? I can do my best. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so we've got a really good sponsor called Pixel Yeti Media. Yeah, very okay. good. and they do our website. They're really good. Um, but if you're looking for web design or a business that needs a, a bit of logo or a new bit of marketing, you should go check them out, John. Pixel Air Media. I'm always looking at them. Good, you yeah. should do. <laughs> because not just web designers, they're a creative agency. They cover all your design needs from websites to brochures, signage to marketing, logo, desi- logo do, design, and branding. Do they do special offers in the new year? Well, if you go to pixelyetimedia.com, I'm sure you will find out. Hmm. I'll be interested in the new year sale. Good. Drop Dave's name. You must have missed, you must have missed the Black Friday ones already then. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some kind of promo code. <laughs> Dave. 2019. <laughs> Get you the discount. Yeah, so go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. You can follow us all week on social for your lols and trolls. Search Wolves Fancast and you'll find us there. Uh, we might have a podcast over the new year uh, and Christmas. We shall see. If you've been good, of course. <laughs> if you've been good for Christmas, you might get another podcast. I uh, just want to say a big thank you to any of you that have listened to the podcast in 2018. Um, we do really appreciate your support throughout the year and all the other years, and we look forward to hopefully you returning to our shores in 2019 for more Wolves Fancast joy. But for this podcast and for Christmas and New Year, it's bye from Andy. Merry Christmas. Bye from Adam. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> bye from John. And goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's bye, what you're getting. Bye from me. Merry Christmas. Have a great new year. <laughs>